I speak to you in the name of the one God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. There are tales in Jewish folklore that speak of a mighty protector, a golem. Not to be confused with Gollum, who is very precious and has an affinity for jewelry. The golem, which has been used in many stories, with many different adaptations, can be drawn back to the 17th century in regions of Prague. Now, although other instances could be found before then, this is usually the most common place where these legends come out of. A golem is said to be a monster created out of mud and clay that is lifeless. However, when it is activated, it performs tasks like doing housework or even heroic deeds like saving entire communities from the brink of death. The golem's tremendous strength and fury are seen when the creature is animated. It's said that a piece of paper inserted into the golem is what brings this beast to life. And when this piece of paper is removed, it returns back to this lifeless husk. The most common stories of this legend typically identify what is written on the paper to wake this giant up. What is written on this paper is a name of God. Now God goes by many names and because they belong to God you can know with all certainty that they are holy. However, there is one holy name that we are focusing our attention on today. Jesus. Today's gospel tells us about the birth of Jesus. It may sound familiar, that's because most of this story was already proclaimed to us during Christmas Eve. And Luke's narrative shows us a bit of the larger picture. And we learn about things like the required governmental registration, the road trip, the relationship between Mary and Joseph, Mary's pregnancy, their delivery, the baby, the accommodations. And all of this seemed to have happened in quick succession. Luke then slows things down when he is telling us about the shepherds. He tells us about the shepherds and their encounter and what that meant. Now Luke's narrative, in true fashion, seems to highlight more on the witness and the witness, of course, is of great importance because 
Luke's gospel always seems to emphasize the power of the people. However, there are two items that do stand out in regards to Jesus. One of those things is that he is truly one with the people. In addition to being born of a woman and being from the house of David, it indicates that on the eighth day, he was circumcised. Now, of course, this is nothing new for Jewish individuals of this time and place. But it does affirm his humanity as this ritual done through the law is a part of Jesus' story. The author also takes care to let us know that this happened on the eighth day. Now, I was never really good at maths, but we all know we can take that information and know that there are seven days in a week and a new one starts immediately after those seven days. The eighth day is just another way of stating it was part of a new week. Going back to creation in Genesis, on the first day, God brought forth light. And this light cleaved the darkness and made way for the heavens and the earth to begin to be formed. The birth of this child clearly represents God doing a new thing. And having that new thing, it represents the beginning of the week. And it could also represent that something like this, just like creation, will change all manner of life forever. Now the other item that stands out in this narrative is that this, this child is named. Jesus was the name that was chosen by God. Even before he was conceived, he gave it to the angel way before. The meaning of the name Jesus literally translates to Savior, salvation. And now salvation is with us. Now as he is one with God and named by God, then we know that the name of Jesus is a holy name. Names are important. Whether they were given to us or they somehow happened to find us later in life. They could truly say a lot about who we are. There have been many times in scripture where a prophet was called by God and God would say, well, I knew you before you were born. I knew you while you were in the womb. And the same thing could be said about sacred land. Now, even before that, in the garden, Adam had the pleasure of naming all of the beasts of the field and the birds of the air. Paul's letter 
to the Philippians tells us that this holy name is above every other name. It says that at the presence of this name, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth, and every tongue confess that Christ is Lord. Yahweh and Jehovah have been names used to identify God early on that represents being or creation, but most importantly, show some type of omnipotence. Paul's intention of having us shift our focus on Jesus as a holy name above all other names is to remind us that God is still omnipresent. However, closer to us and more involved and active in our spiritual, mental, and physical well-being. And so, I can't keep talking without wishing you a Happy New Year. So, Happy New Year. Thank you. Today is the start of something new. And just as God, in the act of creation, gave the world something new, God gives us a Savior. It says so right in the name. And you know that name represents so much more for us. And just as a holy name of God is able to animate a lifeless golem with great power, so the name of Jesus will do the same for us. As Paul says, let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Well, we know we could even take that a step further. A day like this is a reminder for us to do all that we can to acknowledge the gravity of his name and the life promised to us when we are no longer here. Amen.